Let's go. We gonna make it. We gonna make it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another one. It's the Great Debate Show with your host, myself, Jarvis Jeffries, along with Terrence Smith and Nick Ely. It's the good guys. And we back for another one. Back better than ever, baby. We in the building. We've got plenty to discuss. What is that? NFL draft. Boy, 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 those Houston Texans just Debo the whole first round. Uh, the Lakers and the, Warriors. The, 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 the Texans came into the first round about as hard as you came into this podcast episode, man. You, uh, <laughs> you, gotta, you came in with the, with, the, with the DJ skills today. Okay, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, they did, though, man. Seriously, they went hard, man. I mean, oh, my God. That was, that was some GOAT-ish, I'm not going to lie. We also got to talk about the Lakers and Warriors, two teams that I predicted to advance. Uh, so we have to talk about that. I was right. The Eagles, Knicks Eagles drafted somebody in there with their uh, first pick that I predicted. I was right. They moved up to do it also. The who? The Philadelphia Bulldogs. The Philadelphia Bulldogs. All right. We're going to get into it. Enough, enough playing around. It's the Great Debate Show. It's available wherever you get your podcast. Hit the follow button. Go ahead. If you haven't, you know you want to. Uh, we're available wherever you get your podcast. That's iHeartRadio. That's Pandora. That's everywhere from Google to podcast to Apple podcast, Amazon Music. We're here. We're everywhere. And, of course, Spotify. All right. So it was a good draft. It's over with. Done. Wrapped up. NFL Draft 2023. It's a wrap. Lamar Jackson got paid. Finally, we can put that to bed and we'll discuss it. Terrence has plenty to say, I'm sure. And, um... Yeah, LeBron versus Steph. We get to see it again. Lakers, Warriors, Nuggets, Suns, and uh, Embiid is going to be out. He's out right now for game one in Philly as they are playing the, damn it, who the hell are the Sixers playing, guys? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) The Celtics. The Celtics, of course. The Boston Celtics, a team that I predicted to go to the NBA Finals. I would like to think that they were going to win this series anyway. But without Embiid, well, it makes it a lot easier for Boston. We'll see how it goes. But um, that game is not in Philly. It's in Boston then, right? Game one. Boston has a home court advantage. Am I right? Correct. Okay, so it's in Boston. Uh, And, yeah, Embiid not there. Well, I don't know if he's there or not, but he's definitely out for game one. Let's see what the Celtics and Sixers look like. Butler, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets. Oh, my God. What he's been doing since the last episode we recorded to now, getting a game one win at the Garden. But will he be available for game two? The Miami Heat, are they having a flashback? Are they going back to 2020? Are they going to get to the finals and meet the Lakers? Will we have the Lakers in Heat again like we did in the bubble? I don't know. Let's see. We have to talk about it because they put out the number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks. That has happened since our last episode. What do you guys think of the Bucks? I'm not going to ask either of you was the season a failure because Giannis may jump on the podcast and he may get on us for just even asking that question. But uh, but no, seriously, the Bucks are gone home. This is a team that was predicted to be the champs, and or at least in the finals, and they're out. So it's wide open for everyone, West and East. So let's get it cracking. Uh, Nick, Terrence, 
How y'all doing, man? Hey, everything is great over here. I, I don't I don't know if it's as great as it is over there where Nick is since they have the whole damn Georgia Bulldogs defense now. Man. Uh, That's why it's great. <laughs> we, we, we added to our fan base. I made a whole new school of friends that are Georgia Bulldogs fans, and our team got better. So basically, I, I you guys are about to be un, undamn bearable, basically. Huh. Pretty much. Well, I you guess. You're already kind of cool on that line anyway, I think, as, as uh, fans. Uh, hey, you know what? I'll take unbearable against unbearable. Cowboy versus Eagles, y'all just knock each other the hell out two times a year, maybe three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was so many Bulldogs coming off the board from one team. I guess the 49ers said, the hell with this, let's get us some action too. And so the 49ers also drafted a D-lineman, a defensive end out of Georgia later on in the draft. So, man, shout out to the Bulldogs. They've got their whole damn defense in the NFL right about now. And uh, most of them are going to be wearing the green and white in Philly. Uh, so, Nick, where do you want to start at? Uh, do we want to get this draft out the, out of the way? Anthony Richardson drafted number four overall. The Indianapolis Colts shocked and fooled everyone. Nobody had Richardson. Well, a few people. I think CBS did have an mock draft. Anthony Richardson going to Indianapolis. But for the most part, everyone thought it was Will Levis because of the Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers, you know, all of these big, slow statues that they that they've had under center lately matt ryan they said to hell with this we're going the opposite route i mean looking looking at the entire league it makes sense you see lamar jackson over here deshaun watson over there jalen hurts over here patrick mahomes over there i mean there's just so much talent and so much agility all of these dual threat quarterbacks we have in the league now the Colts finally decided to join the party uh, all right, so, yeah, where are we starting there, guys? Let's get it crack, cracking. Yeah, we might as well go ahead and touch the NFL draft first. That's, you know, definitely one of the one of the biggest things that we've had uh, in the last week since we've been on the air. Uh, Bryce Young, as we all pretty much anticipated, went uh, number one overall. Uh, I guess what I ask you guys, rather than trying to run through all of these picks, um, I ask you about, about your team. How, do you, how did you uh, grade your teams out? As far as the draft, I mean, I think my answer is pretty obvious, but um, certainly, you know, I'll ask you guys. I'll start with Terrence. What did you think about you guys' draft day? I guess you guys draft day overall, because not only did you make some selections in the draft, obviously you also uh, made, a, made a big signing for your team. So I'll let you talk about that. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, they handled the business that needed to be handled. You know, um, I think Jay-Z said, that I know there's much bigger issues in the world I know, but first got to take care of the world I know. So, uh, you know, they yeah. took care of business first. They had to get Lamar signed, which, I, listen, I've gone pretty much all uh, all winter and all fall, all winter and all spring, sorry, uh, saying that, hey, it was a foregone conclusion. He was not leaving. They just needed to agree on the money. That negotiation only got messy because Lamar and his mother were essentially negotiating his deal without an agent. That's the only reason why that, that, that negotiation was as messy as it was and I think a lot of times it was overblown. Even even the even him saying that he you know asked for a trade that was just all just him working the social media ways. Um, I wish I wish that it didn't come out in public like it did. But you know what? It is what it is. And at the end of the day, uh, 08 is still gonna be in black and purple. Yeah. Now, as far as the draft itself, um, <laughs> man, listen. I what it, what it shows me is. They are investing for the first time in the Baltimore Ravens history. And this dates back to what, like, what, like 97? <laughs> right. Uh, for the first time in Baltimore Ravens history, 
They are investing in the passing game. They're putting their money into a quarterback. They're putting some money into some receivers. And and they are investing high draft picks in a in a um uh in a receiver, which they did they have, they have done it with, with Rashad Perryman, but it just didn't work out. And they have a uh, have an OC that is, is out there to air it out. That's his job to air it out. So uh, you know, I'm I'm excited. Times are are, are are different, and I just hope that it brings some familiar results because my Ravens are always competitive. They're always you know for the most part winners, even if they don't always win the chip. You know, it's in the history, but they they are looking to do it a different way now. They're investing in the air attack, and I'm I'm excited about it for a change because. That's the name of the game these days. Hey, running the ball is great, but at some point you got to be able to put it in the air. And you know, right now they are putting all the pieces together to be able to do that. Um, and I'm look. I, and I think more so than anything, I'm looking more forward to the ground attack. Uh, I think they got a running back in like the third or fourth round. That they're, uh, I, I forgot the young brother's name. Please forgive me. Uh, so you know, hey, him and uh, him, and, him and J.K. in the backfield. I'm looking for those guys to and have a big year because uh, teams are going to have to hopefully have to contend with the air attack. Hopefully. And that should leave some some some, some openings for the ground attack, which which includes Lamar. Mm-hmm. So I, I think with that, with all that being said, man, I think they did great because they, they handled the business they were supposed to. Would it be fair to say that I think we all probably agree on this, that usually we, um, did, you, did you agree with the number that he got? Yeah, yeah, they had, they had to meet somewhere in the middle. That was always going to be the case. He was not going to get Sean Watson money, uh, so they had they just had to kind of meet somewhere in the middle. And I think they did that perfectly. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, all right, T. Jarvis, I'll let you talk on what you think about about Lamar, and then you can talk about your your Forty Nine draft picks as well. Well, I mean, y'all didn't have anything really high because of the trade, because of the trade. But yeah, yeah, tell me about it. Uh, okay, so first off, I like to say congratulations, T. Terrence, congratulations. And uh, yeah, no doubt. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I didn't want it to happen. I predicted that it wouldn't happen. And and the reasons for that, I can say it now since it's out the bag. You know, it's, it's, it's already over with and done. He's a Raven. They paid him. I'm glad he deserves it. We see we're not getting fully guarantees anymore. That's just Deshaun Watson is just one lucky SOB. Nobody's getting that again. It definitely won't be the same hue as Deshaun I'm Watson. I'm going to on that in a minute also. Okay, all right. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, quickly, I just want to say that uh, it's a good move. They should have done it. It, sh- it's, it was long overdue. I'm surprised they did it, but they did. But my reasons for kind of um, hating on the Baltimore Ravens and hoping that he wouldn't be a Raven was that there was rumors swirling in the Bay Area, and I don't know, I don't remember the source, but it got to spreading like wildfire pretty quick in Northern California that um, – Nick Bosa and Trey Lance were possibly going to be wearing the the Ravens uniform. They were going to be a Raven for Lamar Jackson in exchange. You all know how I feel about Trey Lance. However, I've seen what Lamar can do. You're damn right I'll take Lamar over Trey. And if I got to give you Bosa, what the hell? It's been nice knowing you, Bosa. Uh, we can find, we can, we can, you know, plug in a few guys here and there that can, you know, make up for your sacks or at least pressures, it, it, you know, Will they be you as one individual? No, probably not. But we will be all right. 
we've got Lamar Jackson. We don't need as many stops as we normally did in the past. Uh, but that didn't happen. So, again, congrats. I'm glad Baltimore is finally doing what they should have been doing all along, invest in their future, invest in their franchise quarterback, pay him like a franchise quarterback, and then build around him. Like, wow, that's not that hard to do, is it? Imagine if they'd done that three, four years ago uh, when they didn't have to pay him. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, both of your quarterbacks now are paid, guys, Nick and Terrence. I'm happy about that. And to the 49ers in their draft, I'll say, first of all, let me ask Terrence this real quick. The grade, what was the grade that you gave the Baltimore Ravens for their draft? Excluding the uh, Lamar, the Lamar uh, deal, just the draft alone. I'm going to give them an A, and it's not necessarily because of them. I think this is probably one of the few times – uh, in the spot they were drafting at, that the player they were looking for literally fell right to them. Hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I was and, that they made the move. And it wasn't just them. It mm-hmm. wasn't just them. It was also the Eagles. I think the Eagles, that's, that's who they wanted. Mm-hmm. And because because the quarterback was the the, the, dra- the first round of the draft was so top-heavy, um, the quarterbacks, that the people that just didn't need, that didn't need quarterbacks, Got the people that they wanted because the top half was so uh the top part was so quarterback heavy. Yeah. And that didn't help Will Levis out. He was unfortunately for him, he was just a quarterback left out of it. But for everybody else, they literally got the player they wanted. So man, they didn't have to they didn't have to maneuver they didn't have to trade up. They didn't have to go with plan B or plan C. They literally got the guy they wanted, which also makes me happy because it lets me know that they are really investing in the passing game this year. So I'm gonna give them an A minus it's kind of hard to give an A plus, and I think to me, the only way you get an A plus is if you get, and maybe in hindsight it would be an A plus, but unless you get, you know, the Pay Mannings, the 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 Mars, the guys that are, you know, literally literally change your franchise, to me that's those are the A plus grades. But if you're already on the cusp and you just need to plug a gap or two, and you plug that gap, I'm gonna give you an A and or an A minus. Right. I, I, okay. I suppose that's fair logic. I would actually have a problem with that too, but I suppose it's their logic. Okay. Hey, if you if you can if you can draft it, you know, and, and listen, there's not there's not many generational guys out there. But like if you for example, with Lamar, that was an A plus draft because nobody really expected that from Lamar, which I don't know why they didn't, but like the fact that they didn't have a first round pick and they traded what? back into the first round it, at the it end. It was an A plus because they got it where they did. Like like, right. I don't give you extra. I don't give you extra credit for drafting. If you draft first and draft Cam Newton, like, okay, cool. You drafted first. Right. Like, what the hell? You sucked for a year and you drafted him. But like, right. when you can draft back into, and that was a hey, that was that was Ozzy at his best, man. When you can draft back into the first round and draft a guy like that, and turn him into a guy that's now the highest paid player in the league, that's an A plus draft. Well, that is doing your homework. Like, like, here's another example: the Packers were able to wait till winning Aaron Rodgers get drafted, eighteen like, like 17 or some shit like that. Right. You got Aaron Rodgers as the 17th pick. I, I, almost, I can almost assure you, none of the 16 guys ahead of him are guys that you would consider better than him all time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I don't even remember who was in that draft. I think that it doesn't one. matter because they're not, they're not better than him. <laughs> that, that was what, that was what, 05 draft? Alex Smith went number one in that draft, didn't he? That's correct. That is the Alex Smith draft, Jarvis. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, Would you have rather had Alex Smith or Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback? Come on, man. What you think? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, as bad as, as you talked about Aaron Rodgers to me, you, you're not even going to entertain that question. No. 
No. Uh, but I'm going to quickly just say that the Niners, for me, they get a B plus. I'll give them a B plus for their draft because they did get a, a safety, a safety that was much needed, and that was Jimmy Ward's replacement, so to speak, or maybe Tashawn Gibson's replacement because he's only there for one year. We re-signed him to a one-year deal. He played great. But this guy here, rookie out of Penn State, safety Jair, Jair Brown, that guy can play. And for once, we may finally have a safety that can be a ball hawk. We haven't had one of those in quite some time. Our real ball hawk safety, I'm thinking Merton Hanks, which was the 90s. Uh, that's a long damn time. This guy, he had plenty of turnovers, though, at Penn State. And um, he can also play at the, at the line. He can get to the quarterback. He can stuff the run. Pretty good. It was a pretty good pick for us to get him in the third round. Third round is usually where we snap out at. We've got some steals there. Uh, we've got some pretty good steals at that third round pick. And, um, you know, a lot of people are upset that the Niners moved up to 99. A few spots. We had a pick at 101. We moved up to 99 and got a kicker. A lot of people think we were reaching for that. And you know what? Maybe we were reaching just a bit. But Robbie Gold's a free agent. He didn't resign with the Niners. We've got a kicker who was pretty clutch. He was kicking in Michigan, uh, old Moody. This guy was kicking 60-yard bombs in the freezing cold in Michigan, up there in Ann Arbor. He's not going to have to deal with that type of weather and wind in the Bay. So um, I think it's a pretty good move, though. We got the best kicker in the draft. And um, what was our other pick after that? We got some linebackers. We've got a, a corner, a much-needed corner or two. Didn't understand the wide receiver pick. The only thing I would say on why the Niners didn't get an A minus or an A plus, considering the picks that they had, was they didn't they didn't they didn't acknowledge the fact that they need offensive line help. And this is where Cal Shanahan gets me every time. I don't understand why you think you and your scheme, your system is so damn good that you can cover up. The funk coming from the offensive line. And you think that with your schemes and your end rounds and your jet sweeps and, you know, all your bubbles and your your, your your run concepts and all of those pass concepts, you think that you really don't have to have the line. The ball's coming out quick in this amount of time. Here, here you know, stop it. At some point, Shanahan, you're going to have to fix the offensive line and get the quarterback position right. This is what – Okay, we're happy. We're competitive. We're going to win 10 games, 11 or 12 games in the regular season. But the one reason why we didn't beat the Philadelphia Eagles is because we lost that game in the trenches. Right tackle Mike McGlinchey, he went and got paid in Denver. He's gone. I didn't care for him anyway, but they seem to think that the backup is going to be a good starter. Uh, Colton McKevitz or something like that. We drafted him a few years back. They're ready to go with that. Good luck. I hope you're right. I hope it works. But he didn't start getting offensive linemen until after the draft. He's got a few undrafted guys. But uh, I think, once again, I said all season long, Trent Williams and everybody else. And right now it's still Trent Williams and everybody else. Good luck with that, Kyle. This is the last season, though, that I'm going to uh, not call for your job. I know I've been hinting at it. I've been threatening to do it. But you know, he's a good coach, and he's going to win. We're going to be competitive. But, man, you got to get the quarterback position right. It looks like that's what you're going to have to do to win the whole damn thing. And the offensive line, well, you've got to have one to protect whoever that quarterback is. 
I don't understand why we didn't do that. Other than that, I'm going to give it a B, B plus because we did feel it needs, just not that one. I'm gonna obviously give us an A. I think uh, I think every GM in the league would agree with me, considering that apparently there's a couple of them that were uh, upset with some of the extensive coverage that uh, that the, the Eagles or the Philadelphia Bulldogs, as I'm calling them now, uh, were getting and the praise of how it was getting for the draft picks that we made. Um, and you know, and really, they were even going back over the last couple of drafts, and with our, you know, kind of looked at some of the things that we've done and. Um, another trend that I noticed as I'm sitting here looking at it is, um, of course, the joke has been going around is that we're the Philadelphia Bulldogs because we drafted, we've got what five players from uh, from that uh, that Georgia uh, defense, you know, 2021 national championship defense on the team now um, with the three that we drafted in Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, and Keely Ringo um, <clears throat> to go along with Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean. But then also we went and traded uh, on the same day with DeAndre Swift. Who also played running back at Georgia. Um, and it's funny, on the offensive side, we're now going to have three Alabama players in Jalen Hurts, uh, Devontae Smith, and Tyler Steen, the offensive guard that we drafted out of Alabama in the third round. Um, I mean, it seems like, honestly, we're just looking around and going, these guys play for the best teams in the country, so if y'all not going to draft them, we are. Because the funniest thing about it is we're drafting all these guys with the exception of Devontae Smith, I believe, not in the first round. So... Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny that it's kind of happened in that way. Um, in terms of the Alabama side, anyways. But, um, so yeah, I definitely give us an A. Um, as far as Lamar goes, I was definitely happy to see that for him. Uh, it was, it was well deserved. It was about time if he gets, you know, five billion more than Jalen. I don't feel a way about that. Um, you know, he won MVP three years ago, so they really kind of owe him a little bit extra. Jalen just emerged this past year. Um, so, uh, good for Lamar. Glad to see it. Uh, I think we mentioned off air as well, guys, that uh, I want to point this out here. <clears throat> we had three of the first four picks in the draft were African-American quarterbacks. That's the first time that's ever happened uh, in, in league history. So, um, big moment yeah. there. Definitely, I think I think there's a lot about the direction that things are headed um, when it comes to the NFL and, and the stance on black quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah I, I don't I don't think they are they are headed there. I think that they are there. And listen, let's let's. Um, I want to take this a step further, and this is this is totally out scripted, which none of this is scripted. I want to make sure it's clear, but the thought just hit me. Uh, I think we all owe a bit of gratitude to Mike Dean. And I said this, this is the generation of quarterbacks now that all grew up watching Mike Dick play. Uh, you know, people can feel about him however they want to feel about him, but the same way that Allen Iverson inspired a whole lot of people that you see playing ball now, Mike Vick inspired a whole generation of quarterbacks um, that have literally changed the game. And, you know, I, I always think to myself how different the game would be even even today if the teams accepted Mike Vick. Could you imagine that teams actually, like, if he had a Greg Roman that really tailored the offense to him instead of trying to make him play their style of offense? He, he could have played uh, this style of offense if he'd had anybody to throw the damn ball to. Well, then there's that, too. There, there's that, too, you know. Yeah. Uh, no disrespect to Alvin Crumpler, who's probably the best pass, pass catcher on the team. Yeah. I don't disrespect him. If your best, if your best pass catcher is a tight end, unless it's Jason Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey, you're probably not uh, 
problem. Yeah, you probably have an issue, right? And that in that time, I don't mean that, but I don't mean that against Albie Crumpler. He wasn't a bad fight end for them, you know, at the time when he was in his prime in the league. But he can't be your best pass catcher. No, not the way the league was back then, though. Not the way the league was back then, though. It was still run happy. Not a three hundred pound, not three hundred pound man named Algie. Right. That shit doesn't work. Right. But I just wanted, I just wanted to tip my cap to Mike D. Yeah. I don't think he gets enough praise for the inspiration. I think that's a fair point, Terrence. Uh, that he, he he gave unto you know a, a whole lot of us, and then the NFL man to have the damn audacity to not put him in the NFL man Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, that's why. Who, who in that franchise has ever been as good as Mike Vick was on that 2004 man? Mike Mike Vick is Madden's Michael Jordan, and the idea that they don't see that is wild to me. I know, right? Yeah, for real. Yeah. I, I, like, I mean, I mean, it's not like, like, like Mike Vick and '04. It was, it was literally cheating. It, it was yeah. like, it was like the most unstoppable. Mike Vick and '04 was probably the most, un- arguably, the most unstoppable player in a simulation game in simulation game history. Because, yeah. like, you know, I understand like Bo Jackson on on Tech Mobile or whatever. Like, let, that's not a simulation. Uh Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson punch out. That's not simulation. Right. But like we're talking about like simulation, like this is supposed to be realistic. Mike Vick is probably the most unstoppable player in a simulation game ever. Unstoppable. Yeah, I mean it was like if you remember the early uh like NBA not NBA damn, but uh, uh if you if you remember, there was a game on the N sixty four called Kobe Bryant Courtside. I remember that one. I do remember that, yes. Michael Jordan's name was like player one or player two. Rostegard. He was always Rostegard. Always what? Like, like roster, like roster, like you know, on the roster. Yeah. Guard. First name roster, last name guard. I'm glad you brought that okay, up. Okay, generic like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, like, I got a story about that. But it was like he wears 23 and he's and he's the best player on the game all the time, other than Kobe, basically. Because uh, I mean, the game was named after him, damn it. So of course he was gonna be great. But. Uh, the whole point being, it was like it was like you're playing with a cheat code. You shouldn't even be allowed to do this. Like you, it was it was it was ridiculous. And so the idea that Madden doesn't recognize that, I, I can't, I don't understand why they would do that. Yeah. Uh, funny thing about about Rostegard. <laughs> so growing up, uh, Jarvis, you you'll get a kick out of this. Me and my boy Grip Kevin Peterson, uh, who hated Jordan growing up, by the way. Yes. I was a big Bulls Jordan fan, you know, because of my dad. So I would uh, always create my players and put them on the Bulls. Now, since there was no Jordan, I would be the two guard, and then Ross the guard, I would cut him, right? Because this is not Jordan. This is blasphemous. Get off, get off my team. I'm the two guard. <laughs> I wouldn't be 23. I would always be 22. But anyway, Rip would always pick Ross the guard up just to pick at me <laughs> for cutting essentially Michael Jordan. Uh, just not with Michael Jordan's name. So I didn't think anything else about it because that's what we did as kids. Uh, I was I was hanging with his son the other day, and and his son was like, "Yeah, me and my dad we were playing the show, and his his starting pitcher Rostegar." And I just started laughing, and I was like, "You mean to tell me, twenty something years later, this dude is still <laughs> he is still <laughs> creating? Now he creates the man. He is still creating Rostegar just to pick at me." Some twenty something years later. Wow. 
That's my guy, man. Only grip. Only grip. Only grip. <laughs> uh, hey, but look, before we get into before we get into that basketball talk, uh, I want to just state that Jason Tatum scored 26 in the first half uh, right oh, no, now. I he's, had him under. He's going to work. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, really? Well, that bet's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's already killed that then at halftime. He's he's going to work yeah, right his, now. His, his over-under was uh, 25, I think. He had that bet. Oh, damn it. Well, before we go take some points away. Before we get to the basketball, though, Nick, uh, let's 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 get to the Anthony Richardson uh, question real quick. Uh, that that debate, uh, the new rookie quarterback with the Colts. Oh yeah, yeah, about some, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so who what is it? It was uh, Orlowski and uh, Orlowski and uh, Mike Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum, Tannenbaum, yeah. So Mike Tannenbaum, of course, former GM for the for the Jets. Uh, he he was saying Tannenbaum was the one saying. That he should sit a year, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so Tannenbaum was saying that, that Anthony Richardson should take a year to learn, um, you know, and, and work on his accuracy and kind of those sorts of things. Uh, to my understanding, Dan Orlovsky disagreed um, and thought that, hey, if he, you know, if he's the best guy the Colts got, which I don't know who their other options are at quarterback right now, um, but I'd imagine they're not, at, at the very least, less talented than Randy Anthony Richardson, um, depending on how I don't know who they are to tell you how good they are. Um, guys, your thoughts on, on whether or not Anthony Richardson should sit if, should sit if, uh, if Santa Bones right or or Lofty's right? Uh, I'll start with Jarvis on this one. Uh, well, I'm going to say yes. Go ahead and start him. It doesn't have to be week one immediately, but he will be playing by week five. I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't because whoever there's going to start right now, he sucks. He's not that good. Let's be real. Uh, that's why they drafted Anthony Richardson. So, I'll say – Play him because if you don't play him, he's going to be the next Trey Lance. All this talk about he's raw. He's only played 13 games. You see, this is why Mike Tannenbaum is a former general manager because he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Uh, why in the hell would I sit him for an entire year behind garbage? It makes no sense. The best way for a quarterback to learn is when they get on the field. Get him on the field because if not, we're going to be saying every season that passes – Hey, you know he only played 13 games in college, right? You know he didn't play his rookie season, right? It's another year that he hadn't played, right? I mean, like, I'm so sick of hearing that about Trey Lance. Just put him on the damn field and don't call running plays for a quarterback, and maybe he'll get to play all the games we want to see him play. We got to see. You're going to do the same thing if you sit Anthony Richardson. What if this guy that's going to start not named Anthony Richardson is good? If he's good, then what? Then what? You just drafted this guy, now you're going to play the Purdy versus Trey Lance game? No, play his ass and play him now. Uh, it doesn't have to be immediately, but I mean, he's not going to learn that much on the sideline. He's going to learn a lot more once he gets on the field. They're going to throw coverages at him. They're going to play man. They're going to send blitzes. But this guy's a talent. He can run, and he will get better. He will progress. If there's anybody that can beat Lamar Jackson again, it's him, and that's why the Colts drafted him, and I think you got to play him, and let's see what he's got. Look at the league. It's surrounded with dual threat quarterbacks now. As Terrence was saying earlier in the show, hey man, that's where we have came now. And shout out to Mike Vick, as Terrence was saying. I respect it and I appreciate him. And he does deserve a lot more gratitude. What what he just said earlier is the reason why you see what you see now in the league. You're seeing less and less Will Levis is getting drafted. He had to sit the whole damn first night out and then get his name called. But three quarterbacks out of the first four were brown people. And those brown people are tearing the league up. And the Colts 
Welcome to the party. For k- kudos for finally figuring that so, out. So, so the, the three quarterbacks, the quarterbacks on the roster before Andrew uh, Richardson was drafted: Sam Ellinger, Nick Foles, and Gardner Minshew. <laughs> nope, nope, and nope. Yep. You wanted to throw that out there for some context. Yeah. Terrence? There you go. Um. Okay. Let me ask the reason why Tannenbaum is saying it. Is he saying it because, like, like he thinks Anthony Richardson needs more time to learn the playbook? Or because, from my understanding, especially with quarterbacks, the trouble is always the speed of the game. They can't catch up to the speed of the game. And sometimes it might take them a year, two years to catch up, to truly catch up to the speed of the game. Is that... Is that, is that a fair assessment that he's saying because of the playbook? I, 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 I don't, no, I, I don't think get that because if it's if it's the speed of the game, the only way to get the speed of the game is to play the game. Yeah, but I think he's just going and, off basic. Just he's played thirteen games only. He's he hadn't played enough in college. That's his that's his only take. That's the only okay, thing yeah, I but heard. That, but see, even if, I even find that faulty because if he sits, he still only played thirteen games. Yeah, yeah. If you need to give him some experience, give him some give him some experience. Why? Wow, you don't really have true expectations for your team to succeed. There you go. But if you wait a whole year, you stick him out there, he's still on the plate 13 games. Yes, right. And I, I just got to say this. So I, I've, I've kind of, you know, heard some takes from Tannenbaum over the, over the last few weeks. Um, I feel like Tannenbaum is just reaching because, like, his little, uh, his little day of relevancy has gone by. <laughs> and we we are in a whole nother week now, and people are forgetting who Tannenbaum ever was. Yeah, like I remember he was a GM, but I definitely forgot it was for the Jets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he was there like during the Rex Ryan time, right? Yeah, yeah. Ma- maybe Mark Sanchez. Thought, maybe they should have sent Sanchez, Sanchez for a year or two. Yeah, I think he's the guy that drafted him. I believe he is the guy that drafted Sanchez. Absolutely, yes. So yeah, I mean, people like that. I don't really value Tannenbaum's opinion. Any more than he values mine, and I say that because I know that this guy is just trying to get some clicks. There you go. That's his game, mm. trying to get clicks. So I, I I haven't actually heard the context in terms of what he was saying, in terms of how he went about talking about, about the situation with um, with Anthony Richardson, but this is what I will say. To an extent, it, it makes sense. If you have a guy that is as talented as Anthony Richardson, but admittedly unpowered, then it is best for him in the long run to get some polish, particularly not in a situation where he is not adequately supported. <laughs> the Colts have lackluster receivers. They got Jonathan Taylor coming back, hopefully healthy. Uh, I can't remember what his injury was. I know he got hurt in, uh, late in the year. So hopefully, hopefully Jonathan Taylor comes back healthy and you can lean on him. I'm not sure what that offensive of line is going to be looking like at this point. And so you don't want to throw a young quarterback into a situation where he he cannot succeed. That that is what the Bears have done to Justin Fields, and we are all hopeful that he is able to come out of that better. And hopefully they have put put it up around him for for that not to be the case, particularly on the offensive line because he was running for his life. That being said, the other side of that coin is if what Tannenbaum is implying is that there are better quarterbacks on the roster, then that's asinine. Because <laughs> I, I just named you the quarterbacks that are on the, the coach roster. And come on, man. Yeah. Let's, let's just keep Come on, man. <laughs> I love Nick Foles. I, I appreciate him. 
for everything he did in Philadelphia. I'm more, sure you do. More than anybody on this show, I can assure you. I'm I, sure. I, I love you for Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. But I'll be damned. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Well, uh, is it time for some NBA right. now? Right before we go on to the NBA, I want to make one more note uh, from the draft. Um, the moment that's kind of gone around and gotten viral, you know, definitely one of the one of the uh, better, more heartwarming kind of moments you'll see. Uh, a uh, college scouting director, Chris Vaughn, for the Dallas Cowboys of all teams, uh, of course, was able to actually make the call to draft his son, Deuce, um, on, I think it was on Saturday, for, yeah. uh, in the sixth round. Uh, he played yeah, right back so. in Kansas State. Uh, I, I have to mention to this show, Coach Vaughn was the defensive back coach at Ole Miss uh, when I was there. And uh, he was definitely one of those guys that um, definitely you know, he wasn't my position coach. He coached DB, and I, I didn't have no business in secondary. But um, <laughs> he was definitely one of those guys that, you know, really made it just kind of fun to come to work. Um, you know, he definitely was he's competitive, but he, he uh, you know, really just kind of brought the energy that uh, that I enjoyed, you know, playing under. And so it was, it was cool to see that and kind of have the, uh, the Tom Cruise moment pointing at the screen like, hey, I know that guy. Um, and so I was definitely happy to see that fam. I, you know, it made me feel old because I realized I, I actually seen Duke, met him a couple times, uh, you know, when Coach Vaughn was on campus and he was a nine-year-old kid at the time. So, uh, you know, now he's getting drafted in the NFL and I'm on a podcast talking about him. Like it's crazy. <laughs> right. That is that is facts. It is crazy. Uh, yeah, shout out to Vaughn and his son, uh, Vaughn Jr., and that's 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 what's up. He's in the league now, and hey, that's what's up. Uh, another good that was that was a good moment. Uh, they said Jerry Jones was even teary eyed. I didn't see it, but that's what they said. Yeah, uh, yeah he was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. all right. So how do y'all want to roll into the NBA uh, playoffs? We 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 talked about the uh, the first round. You mean, most you mean these boring, lackluster playoffs. That you was talking so bad about last week, you mean them playoffs? Yeah, those playoffs. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look. I'll give you some credit. Some of these games have been um, better than I would imagine, but still, there's no Embiid tonight, so you're getting cheated out of Philly and, and Boston. And then, you know, again, the Suns are in Game Two tonight against the Denver Nuggets. But damn, I don't, I don't know how to feel about the Phoenix Suns when I don't even think they could have beaten the team that they played in the first round. Had there been a healthy See, that's Kawhi. What, that's what's wrong with you people. Y'all are ungrateful. I guess. <laughs> I guess. You may be we right. Time, we, when, we, when we recorded this show last week, Jimmy Butler was in the middle of giving you 56 points. And I appreciate Jimmy and, Butler so much. You know that. And right behind that, he gave you 42 in a closeout. Yep. That's and I appreciate one. that. Then last night, we got the virtuoso performance of Steph Curry going for 50 in a game seven, which has never been done before in the history of the league. I, I I can't I can't not be appreciative of what I'm watching. Is all I'm saying. I can't not I can't look at that and say I'm disappointed. That I would grade as a disappointment overall. I would I will agree that I am slightly disappointed not to get not to get at least in the beginning of the series or probably at all of the series to get a, a mostly healthy Joel and Bead led 76ers against this Celtics team. I, I would like to see a little bit more of that. I would have liked to see that that Heat series have Giannis not miss those two games. Um, I don't know that I care that much about John Morant's injury or Brandon Clark 
injury or the, uh, maybe. But they were Steven significant. Adams is, Steven, but, Adams, Steven Adams is probably the most significant out of that. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's very significant. It, it, pro- it probably cuts know, Anthony Davis' numbers in saw, half. I, I guess what I'm saying is based on what I saw, I don't know if that flips the theory. That's, that's what my problem. Well, I mean, okay, okay, I, I got you, but I disagree completely. I think it flips the series completely. I don't think the Lakers can beat the Grizzlies if they've got Brandon Clark and Stephen Adams. You have to look at the rebounds, the block shots, and the things that Anthony Davis did in his better games in that series. Cut those numbers in half a bit of Stephen Adams on the court because he's not going to be able to do all of that offensive rebounding. Think something about, think that about the other side. Think about what Minnesota did last year. They took Stephen Adams out of the series. Why would the Lakers not do the same with Anthony Davis the same way they did with Carl Anthony Towns? I don't think they would have. I, 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 I don't think the Lakers have the capability of taking Steven Adams out the way that um, the way that Minnesota did last year. I, I agree. Because if I'm not mistaken, what, what Minnesota was doing was essentially crowding the space uh, so that John couldn't get driving lanes. So he was just taking up a lot of space. But you have to keep in mind those same – Steven Adams does a lot for Ja in the in the same kind of sense to what Draymond does for uh, Steph, which gets gets some easy shots. Steven Adams with those screens kind of initiates. Yeah, he's a great ball with that. Yeah, he initiates the offense for uh, for Memphis, and that's 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 really how Ja gets to the lane so much. And as, as you can tell, he really couldn't get to the lane as much. But I I, I say that because Anthony Davis. It's not about to be out there jacking up threes like Carl Anthony Towns was last year. Can he make? Can he right? Can he be true? Can he make threes? Absolutely, but that's that's not his game to just camp out the three point line. So that that kind of more so took uh, took Stephen Adams out, and I don't I don't think that um, I don't I don't think that um, uh, you know the Lakers would have done that. I don't either. I think the Grizzlies would have probably pretty much won that series with Steven Adams because everything Terrence just said, and he creates so many second-chance points because of his offensive rebounding. I mean, it was pretty much at the top of the league before he uh, went out. Uh, And then, again, you know, again, Kawhi, Paul George. You know, I feel like I got cheated there. The Suns Suns advance, but I'm not sure if they would have. and, And everything that you just spoke on, well, we said that the Warriors and the Kings series was phenomenal. We said it was the best one. That's all you gave me was Steph's 50-point burger, his uh, his 50-burger, and what Jimmy Butler has been doing. That That's it. That's two players. That's two guys. Well, that's one series and one guy over there in the East. Jimmy Butler's holding the Eastern Conference up. I mean, in, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, I you know, it's, it's been – it, No, you're good. It's been good. It has been better than the credit I've given it. But I'm just saying, Nick, some of the things that you mentioned, it was all Warriors and Kings. And, oh, yeah, do you see what Jimmy Butler's doing in the East? And that's it. That's just what I see. But, again, it has been pretty good considering. But, damn, what if Embiid was playing game one and game two? If the Celt- if the Celtics win this series in six, you're going to say, well, damn, probably would have been a game seven if Embiid had to play. So yeah. we're just kind of not getting the real results, you know? Like, you are or you are not the father. Which one were we getting I think this first round has given us a lot more than any other first round typically gives us. However, it, it had the potential for a lot more. So, Jarvis, I don't think you're wrong at all. Yeah. By pointing out the injuries to a Paul George, to a Kawhi, 
because that series against Phoenix should have been dynamic. Man, Phoenix was uh, Phoenix was struggling. It should have been man. a Phoenix beatdown. It should have been dynamic, and I don't know if Phoenix beats them if if Kawhi and Paul or George are both there. I don't think they do. Not, I don't think I'm, they do. I'm, 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 hey, Phoenix could have very well have won in seven, but it wouldn't have been a beatdown. Yeah, I think they would have um, been worn out from too many yeah, minutes. Yeah, so I, I I I think that this this playoff had a potential to, you know, be really great. Um, and it's still been good, right? Like it's still been very exciting. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. Steph put on a classic performance. Um, I guess the Sacramento team that just just acted like they just didn't want it. You know, they just they were just letting kept Kevon Looney look like prime Dennis Rodman, look like prime Moses Malone. They didn't want the ball when it came off the rim. Uh, so it was it was really it was really a, a team performance except for Wiggins. Wiggins was out there point shaving. Yeah, I promise you. I turned the game on for like about three minutes in the third quarter, and I saw Wiggins miss three layups and like five free throws in that span. Hmm. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, like, that's... I don't know. I don't know who took him over, but if he didn't go over his points, I would be pissed if I were him because he yeah. literally gave away like about sounds like 11, 10. 12 points in the in the third, in the third quarter alone. Damn. Uh, Damn. <laughs> seriously, I, I saw I saw him miss three layups, five free throws. So that's was that six? That's eleven points right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now nah, this this playoffs has been great, but it's just had a potential to be the all time best first round of all you know the best first round of all time is what is what the potential it had. Yeah. Uh, but it's still been really good. It's still it quite possibly has still been the best first round of all time. It just had the potential to be a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, so yeah, which one are we getting into first? Uh, Sabonis also was, he he. I don't want to hear anything else about Sabonis. He didn't show up in that series. Uh, there was a lot of fifteen foot foot jump shots that I know he can knock down. He can knock down threes at times. He didn't take the shots. He was he was bad. He had his moments where it's like, okay, I'm here, I'm here, I'm I'm showing up tonight, but just not enough. And that was the yeah. really the difference in the series. Shout That's out to the, the Warriors. Yeah. Before this series started, I said Draymond would bother him just enough. Well, he definitely did. Mm-hmm. He did. He did. That definitely kick, did kick enough. To the rib, that kick to the rib messed him up. Yeah. Well. See, we so all worked at Draymond when he when he got thrown out and got suspended for a game. Yeah. But the joke was on Sabonis the whole time. And and anybody that says that I am, you know, unhinged when I say things like I don't trust anybody in the West or in the league period, but the Warriors, the Warriors advance. It took seven. But they still advance. That's who I trust. The Grizzlies, eh, no Steven Adams. Offense looking a little bit more better without John to line up at times. Can't trust them yet. You know, uh, the Clippers, Kawhi, you saw what happened to him. That's why I can't trust them. Uh, you know, Embiid and the Sixers, I ain't even got to talk about Doc Rivers until Embiid comes back at least. Don't trust it. It's, it's Giannis, look what the Bucks did. They were, they were supposed to be the favorites. Can't trust anybody. If there's one team you trust, you trust the team that's been winning. You trust the dynasty. And I'm not talking about Rockefeller. Records. I'm talking about the Golden State Warriors. And, hey, here they go. Now, are they going to advance? I guess we're about to get into that, Nick. Okay, before we do, I have have a question. Guys, do do the Milwaukee Bucks need to go add another star? Yes. Yes. It's obvious that... It's obvious that Middleton is no longer the Scottie Pippen to Giannis, even though I, you know, I know they play totally different. But it seems that we said Middleton would be the factor. I thought he was back and ready, but apparently he isn't. And uh, Drew Holiday, I'm not gonna throw any shade at him at all. He's still underrated in my book, but they do need more. 
and it has to be I, in one I, of those I, positions. I think, I think it's got to be Lillard. I've been calling for this for a couple of years now. Uh, I know Lillard doesn't want to leave Portland because he's so close to his family, mm-hmm. and and I think he I think he legitimately likes playing there. Uh, I know it's tough for him to leave, but right now he is at the point to where he can still leave and still be in his prime and still he's probably got what four or five years left of his prime. Don't do what 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 uh, Boston and like Paul Pierce and them did and wait till your best days are behind you to try to go team up because hey at some point you might still be able to do those same things you did at 24 25 but your knees are going to be like hey you are not 35 and this is what 35 year old knees do they don't cooperate with you every night that's but right. i really I, I hope i really hope and I, I don't have anything against portland or their franchise however they should have drafted the ramp but however um I yep. think they both need to say, listen, it is in our best interest to do this now. Everybody's best interest. You have already gotten paid. Uh, your value will never be higher than it is right now. Let me ask you this. this. What if what if Giannis would instead prefer to leave Milwaukee to go to Portland? I mean... I think it, uh, the the championship is there if if Dane just goes to Milwaukee. That team is still that team is pretty much put together. I don't know if Portland could just insert Giannis and they're I a mean, championship it team. It depends on what, what Portland won't want for. Well, I, I I say that I say that Lillard is the one that needs to leave because Giannis already has the championship. Yeah, that makes sense. That's true. Yeah, he yeah, already yeah, has the championship. Yeah. I, and I know that two years ago seems like a long time. Um, it was just two years ago. Yeah, and and sure enough, it was hey, it was a, it was a time in the league where you know Clay Thompson was 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 and and Steph and all those guys were hurt or they were tanking, um, <laughs> and uh, I think somebody else was out that year. Like it was a it was a very weird time. Uh, I think LeBron and them. I think there was there may have been a year LeBron went to the Lakers and had to miss like sixteen games because of like a growing or something. So. Like it was a weird time, but he, he he won a championship already. So I feel like they could both win three or four in a row, man. Honestly, if they teamed up. Yeah, but again, there's also going to be this interesting time where it's at the end of Golden State's run. We already know it's at the end of LeBron's run. Uh, the Celtics, Jalen Brown, is more than likely going to be out of there after this year. Man, they could they could legitimately this this this. There is no better time. For Lillard to make the move to Milwaukee and right now. But like Nick was saying, OT, it depends on what all Portland's going to ask for, though, in return. Oh, uh, hey, they should have so, so, yeah. House. I guess we don't know hey, exactly give me what they're Yeah, give me that sign and trade with, uh, with, 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 um, who'd y'all just say was a Pippen? Uh, Middleton. Middleton, give me a sign and trade with Middleton. I need your next five first round draft picks. Um, and some other young player that could probably help me out. I don't know who they have over there, but <laughs> you know. But if Lopez, but if Lopez, I think it makes sense to say out loud for Damian Willard. It's because the damn Timberwolves traded that for Rudy Gobert last year. Right. Yeah. Whatever the max amount of first round picks that you can give me, I need them. Right. Okay. And, and listen, and Milwaukee will have to send something back for salary cap because you know you got probably two highest paid players in the league on one team. You gotta, you gotta, or you gotta get rid of some money. Yeah. I wonder what Lopez be in there though. I, I'm sure they wouldn't not want. I'm sure they wouldn't want that. I know they would want Lopez to probably stay. They would want maybe PJ. Um, 
Where's PJ Tucker at? PJ Tucker's in Philly. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll see. Anyway, the Bucks are gone, and uh, Jimmy Butler has a lot to do with that. But some people will say, what if Giannis didn't miss a game or two, the two games that he missed? And he was bad, though, in that game, whatever game that was, six, five. He was bad. Uh, he was bad. He was bad down the stretch. He missed free throws. He 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 was bad. Missed, we have to say that champion or not. He went to overtime. Yeah, there you go. So champion or not, he was bad. I have to point that out though. He was pretty bad. Uh, if you're going to be the face of the league, you're the guy. You have to come through in those moments, and he didn't. All right. Uh, let's let's see let's see let's see here. What else you got, Nick? Uh, that was the Bucks. We got the Bucks out of the way. The Heat advanced. They're playing the Knicks. Lakers Warriors probably run into that. We ain't got much though. We can we. Let's, think, let's try to wrap think, this thing I up. I think Terrence wanted to have a conversation about what, uh, what if any, effect Steph Curry's game last night has on his um, all-time, you know, point guard and all-time player ranking. So uh, I don't know if Terrence maybe had an updated list for us. Um, I just, you know, I just thought I'd remind him of that before we moved on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, th- this is what this is the question that was brought to me earlier. If Steph is on your top five or top ten list of all time, who do you take off to put him there? Well, I would have to go back to my top ten, <laughs> to be honest, uh, and, and see who did I have in there and then uh, go from there. Uh, but off the top of my head, I know Charles Barkley, I think, is who everybody uh, argued with me about, debated with me on the Great Debate Show about who I yeah, had, I think, at 10. Shouldn't have been there in the first place in your book. But, yeah, no, I disagree. I think he should have. But if I'm going to remove somebody, it's a little easier for me then. I, it's easier for me to remove somebody that Nick thought shouldn't have been in there anyway. So I guess I would slide Chuck out of 10. Well, I did that already. I did that after he won the finals last year. I put Steph at number 10. So, uh, I don't have to do anything. I already, you know, reversed everything that I said about it. Does he any higher up your list because of this? Hold on, because of what? Let's let's just say hypothetically. Let's say hypothetically. Steph was a championship this year. This this, this Warriors team was a championship. Oh, okay. Okay, well, yeah. If he he wins a championship this year, hell yeah, I got to slide him up some more. No doubt. That's five NBA championships, and he's doing it where the team isn't all – they're not quite the same Golden State Warriors. Sometimes you think they're too old and slow and they can't keep up, and then they 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 dig somewhere down deep and they show you that they they're still champions and they've got the heart of champions. Very much the old man Logan uh, uh, form of like Golden State Warriors. It feels they're, like they're, the '98 they're, they're Bulls. Very it feels like the '98 Bulls, but will they survive? Jordan, he he hung in there. He had just enough gas left in the tank. Can they do this? And I'm not saying that this is their last season. They're going to break up after this year. But we know it's coming. It's, it's getting there. It's getting close. Draymond I mean, probably won't be back. It's pretty much on the wall that Draymond's not going to be there. Yeah, there you go. He's not going to be back. So, But, yes, to answer your question, T, yes, if he wins a fifth championship, yeah, I, hey, man, I'm, I'm a man of my word. I said win the championship, beat Boston without KD, and I got you in my top ten. He did it. He's number ten. He wins this. I gotta find a way to slide them down to at least eight, seven. Yeah, this. this some people, some some people's gonna say five. Some people's gonna call them the goat. Some people are gonna say top five, and some are gonna go crazy and say he's the goat. And with some people, it won't be argued. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you, there's some people that's saying y'all keep hollering Jordan or James. When are we gonna put the chef 
Curry in there. I'm, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing the whispers. I'm just, I'm just asking you for, for your list. I got you. You said you had to try to get them to seven or eight, so who would be the six or seven people in front of Damn, man. I would have to. I don't quite remember my list. Um, I would say, you know what? Um, if you want to hear something unhinged, here it goes. Oh, here we go. This, this, is, what, this oh. is why I asked the question. Here it I, goes. I and I mean no disrespect when I say this, but damn it, this man has changed the game, the dynamic of the game. Everybody that shoots, they're trying, they'll pull it from half court. We're seeing everybody try it now. And they're doing pretty good at it. But he did set that tone. I may have to actually swap him with Magic Johnson. I've got Magic Johnson somewhere around five, six, or seven. I, I, no, I probably don't have Magic that high. He's probably at at least five or six. I may actually swap those two. Just because, hey, Magic was a bad, bad man. It was the Lake Show because of him. But, man, that Kareem was pretty damn good. You know, he was. Um, so was so was that worthy guy. You know, those guys were pretty good. Uh, he had some he had some showtime. Now I know we're saying, well, Steph had good players too. Well, did he? Really? They play a good system, they play good fundamental basketball. Pick here, screen there, screen there, pick that. But besides Clay, who can shoot the peel off just like him, did he really have a great team other outside of the KD years? A, t- a, a, a KD player that came and joined him. I don't know. Maybe I would switch him. I don't know. If he wins, which I doubt it, but if he does, I trust him to do it. But I, I got to roll with this Lakers Celtic thing. I can't I can't put that to bed until it's put to bed. But, yeah, uh, let's say Magic. So he, so, he, so he, he, would, he would go behind who? MJ, Braun, Kobe, Kareem. Is that, what, is that what that would look like for you? That would be fine. MJ, Kobe. Um, damn, I, it, it, would, it would help so much if I remember my top ten or my top five. I know you it's MJ. I know it's MJ, Kobe. I, you, I, you did have Tim Duncan pretty high. I did. I did. Duncan may be like four. Uh, I think Olajuwon for me was probably three, though, knowing me. Olajuwon was pretty high on my list. Uh, but, yeah, the Olajuwons and the Duncans, no, I'm not I'm not surpassing. I'm not letting him surpass them. But uh, when we start getting to Bird, Magic, and um, I don't know who else I had, man. I didn't put Kevin Garnett in my top ten, did I? I don't think, I don't so, think so. I don't think so. But, yeah, I would probably have to say, um, and I don't know, it's, it's – it's somewhere in there, man. Uh, let, let let me just go with, let me just go with Bird or somebody. Like he he he'll be. I'll put him in front of Bird. I may put him in front right, of Magic. So, so, so you got him somewhere in a in a five to ten conversation. Yeah, Basically. yeah, yeah. I'm not ready to go top five okay. just yet. My top five, man. I love my top five too damn much. I'm sorry, for right now. See what you got. Well, look, I, I just I just gotta say this. Uh, I think this series is very important. First of all, just this series, not 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 even the uh, championship, but just this series because we already know the battles that Steph and LeBron have had. Excuse me. Um, I, I I'm going to have a very hard time even calling LeBron the best of this era if Steph puts him out and then goes to win the championship. Uh, so I think, honestly, any top five list I have, that's not to say LeBron will come off my top five list. Could you repeat but that I one more time, say, Terrence? Could you please oh, repeat oh, that one more time? Oh, 
Can you guys hear me? I hear you. No, I just wanted you to okay. repeat it. Please. Oh, okay, okay. I am going to have a very hard time calling LeBron the best of this era if Steph Curry puts him out of this playoff series and Diego wins the championship. Hmm. Because you're going to talk about a guy that got drafted after LeBron, uh, had a few seasons there where he was very in, in injury riddled. Yeah. Was not expected to be a great player to begin with, but then he'll end up with more with more championships on the way to putting him on. Hey, a lot of those came at the, at the expense of LeBron. Now I know people are going to say that, uh, you know, the injuries in 2015, I think, was what it was. 2016, LeBron teams won, and then 2017 and 2018, uh, Kevin Durant was there. Yeah, Kevin Durant was there. But shit. Uh, LeBron had uh, uh, Wade and Boschman for some years over there against very inferior competition in the East. Like nobody brings that up, mm-hmm. and this is not an this is not an anti-LeBron tirade. Mm-hmm. This is just having a to me just an in-depth conversation of who really is the best player of this era. Which this era, I'm I'm, I'm just saying post Kobe's prime essentially. Uh, and, and I'm going to have a hard time just. That's easily giving that to LeBron because I think right now it's a consensus that LeBron has been, you know, either the best player since Jordan or the best player since Kobe or Kobe and Duncan or however you want to do So basically uh, you're saying I, you're snatching I, You're saying I, Steph Curry snatching sorry, go ahead. So basically you're saying Steph Curry, it was LeBron, but he's he's tuck it away from him. He's, 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 he, 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 took is, it. he it is heading that direction. Okay. Gotcha. Like I think I think this series will play a large part in that. I know LeBron is age thirty eight. Uh, and, and you know, and probably shouldn't be held to the same standard as the the thirty two. But hell, Steph is Steph is thirty five. Like it's not like Steph is a spring chicken. Yeah. Uh, you know, both of these guys are. Steph is at the. I would argue that Steph might be outside of his prime. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, I feel That's like, not. I feel like Steph has slowed down quite a bit. Yeah. I would argue that in reverse. Actually, I would actually argue that Steph Curry is a better player now than he was six, seven, eight years ago. I, I I think he is smarter, and you know his numbers might and not stronger. Him. He is he's stronger, a, and he is he's a stronger, stronger player. He's a yeah. better defender than he was then. He's, oh, he's, he's a, and, a, and he's he's turned into a good defender. He's a, he's a smarter offensive player than he was then. He, I mean, you know, then he was he was a smarter offensive player, but he was also just incredibly talented. Now I feel like he's a smarter player than he was, and I don't I don't I don't really see where he's declined physically at all. So. I, I would he, just, he just he just seems, he just and, and maybe it's, maybe it's the maybe it's the muscular um the, the muscles that he's added on but I just I just feels like I feel like he is a step slower than what he used to be not a maybe not a full step but it's just like you can to me you can see the decline now I'm not I don't want to hit like the Max Kellerman and say he's going to jump off a cliff you know fall off <laughs> what did he say what did he say fall off the cliff yeah. like I'm not I'm not going that route but I just feel like you see a natural decline and 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 step speed. Um, and he, and I even heard him say one time after a game, he, he was kind of winded and the reporter asked him, Hey, what, you know, you, you winded, what's going on? He's like, I'm getting old. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I can see that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, first of all, it's, it's, to me, it's beautiful, right? Like you see this, to me, it's a full story of this guy who was, you know, young baby face assassin. And now you can see the, the natural, just slight, even if it's a slight regression, it's a story, and it's, and, it's, and it's, the story is, is is Steph's story is great, but uh, just taking that full story into context, I just think it's very difficult to have a conversation ten years from now and just automatically call LeBron the best of this era. Like if Steph if Steph 
goes by the Lakers, this is this is just forbidding any injury and wins this championship, uh, that conversation is going to be totally different, especially with Steph having five and, you know, LeBron still being at four. Now, listen, LeBron could, could be, I, I, I would, if I'm putting money on this series, I'm putting money on the Lakers because I think the Lakers are just too big for Golden State. Size-wise, I think they are just too big up front, and I think their bench is too deep, and they, they play well together. Um, so I, I will, my betting money is actually on the Lakers. But you can't count the Warriors out. Now, as far as the top five, all right, y'all, this is the problem. Uh, and people are going to get mad at me. Um, <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm incredibly upset. And I, you know, I'll take all, I'll take all the backlash. But if I had to make a top five list right now, even right now. I am probably throwing Steph Curry on that top five list right now. Mm. Kobe, Bryant, Kobe Bryant would have to come off. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, all right. First of all, before Nick says anything, don't shoot. Don't shoot. Um, talk about unhinged. There you go, Nick. And look, there's a lot of people, if he wins this championship, that will not be debating with him. And that's not me. That's not me oh, saying. Who, I'm just saying. People still on that list, Terrence. Michael uh, Jordan, Tim Duncan. Give, I know. You got to give me MJ. You got to give me Duncan. Um, I knew it. You got to give me Kareem. And then I'm going to have. Right now, I'm going to have uh, LeBron and uh, Steph at four and <laughs> four and four eight, depending on. <laughs> Depending on um, how this turns out, how this turns out, so this so this determines who's four and who's five. And, 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 and we can't. But, okay, uh, well, hold on. It depends on how bad. This, okay, let's say if, if Golden State sweeps the Lakers, uh, LeBron goes to like seven, and Kobe goes back into five. I'm gonna say yes. What you saying is that basically Kobe's out regardless. No, no, not out, not out regardless. But there there's some possibilities here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. Hey man, I mean it ain't that bad. I mean, hey, yeah, this, this, what, what this, Steph this, is doing this, now? Man, this is hypothetically, if I was saying y'all, it's not that bad. Whatever, that's all good. This is a great debate show. That's right. So, I'm here to tell y'all why y'all wrong. Um, my list. Looks Wait a minute, hold on. I didn't now. say it. I didn't put him in the top five. Now <laughs> that's Terrence. Yeah, it, you you're wrong for different reasons. I will. I'll deal with you in a little while. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so here's the list that I've got. I got MJ at one. I got Kobe at two. I got Braun at three. I got okay. Kareem at four. I got Magic five. Okay. Jack six. Duncan seven. Hakeem eight. Bill Russell nine. Will ten. And why do I got you, Larry why, Bird eleven. Why do you have Shaq over and Duncan? Say what now? Why do you have Shaq over Duncan? Because y'all thought Shaq was better. Shaq's the most dominant player ever played. In the modern era to okay. play basketball. Okay, okay. He was dominant for a few years. Jeff Duncan didn't want no smoke with that man. None. Hmm. Okay. Now, it was, with, with David Robinson, he was good with it. But alone, he was like, nah, I'm cool, dog. And as, as was everybody ever. So, like, I'm not singling out Tim Duncan with that statement. But because that's the case, that's why I have Shaq over Tim Duncan. Okay. Um... Now, with all, and, then, and right behind us, so at, at, uh, at 10, at Will Chamberlain, 
Um, and just to, you know, to kind of add some context, 11, I had Larry Bird. 12, I got Oscar Robinson. Steph Curry goes out, wins this series, wins the finals, assumingly wins another finals MVP. So at that point, he's got five rings, he's got two finals MVPs, and he's got two league MVPs and a scoring title, right? Mm-hmm. And, and one steals title. That is the only defensive accolade, I believe, that he has in his career. So the idea that based on simply one side of the ball, I could jump him over all of those guys, seems a little bit, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. The second thing that's very weird in terms of this conversation, at least for, for my list, is that if I'm going to entertain a conversation that he would pass Magic Johnson on this list, then that would mean he would have to jump over Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Hakeem Olajuwon, Tim Duncan, and Shaq. On your list, yeah. All right, on my list. And I'm going to have a hard time saying that. I'm going to have a real hard time saying that if I if I ever get to the point where I'll put Steph above Magic. And, I, and I'll, be, I'll be honest. There was a time where I would think that there was no way that that I would entertain that conversation. At this point already, I don't really have much of a choice but to entertain it. If he actually does go out and win the title, ugh. And I don't think he should have to. to argue I don't think he needs to win the the finals MVP either. I think you're being a little rough on, on Steph there. I mean, the championship should be good enough. He doesn't have to be the finals MVP, does he? In order for you to make yeah, that switch. Either. Yeah, kind of. Okay, okay. I mean, it's like, so like, I'll say it this way. If or whatever, let's, let's say it's the Warriors versus whoever in the East. It doesn't really matter who they play. And like, for whatever reason, Clay Thompson goes bananas and has like four games where he goes for 35 plus or something. Then like, okay. And like, and like Steph still shows up and play. He still, you know, averages 28 or whatever. Then like, okay, I'm not going to like hold it against him. Clay Thompson's the all-time great shooter himself. He went bananas in the series because you know whatever schematically they were doing, to try to stop Steph. Whatever, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I might have to hold it. It would be situational debate. If Steph shows up and lays an egg, and and somebody else bails him out, then that might be a different conversation. But if he if he plays well enough up to a Steph Curry standard, and like Clay Thompson just goes bananas, or Jordan Poole, I wouldn't say Jordan Poole. I, I, that would kind of piss me off a little bit actually. But um, or if like. Draymond had an incredible defensive series and also, you know, actually shot the ball well for one. Like, if Draymond went out and averaged 20, 20 points, 10 boards, and six assists, and, you know, locked up on defense or something, then I might be like, all right, you know, whatever. You know, it has to be something kind of crazy, but past that, yeah, he kind of got to win the MVP, the final MVP. Okay. For me to, for me to completely give him that kind of conversation. To, to give him a conversation and say, I'm going to jump him, Basically into the top five, he's gonna have to go bananas. Like he's gonna, he's gonna have to do. It. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I wanna I wanna take this time. I wanna take good 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 stuff, guys. I wanna take the time to let everybody know that James Harden is snapping out right now. He's in his bag. Uh, he's got thirty nine, and he's going off. Uh, Tatum, he kind of cooled off a little bit from that twenty six point first half, and he's got thirty six. Harden has passed him with thirty nine. He's draining threes. He just did something nasty a little bit to Jalen Brown. Uh, they're playing pretty damn good without Embiid tonight. So I uh, just wanted to just state that.
fourth quarter, 99-97 Philly on top. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's wrap this thing up so we can enjoy it. Uh, What else we got? (laughs) What else we got? Lakers Lakers and Warriors. Buffett is good for a laying egg game like that, too, though. They are good for later. That is the, that is the I, one I thing I don't trust. Put together. I just I made the mistake of taking Tatum under. Ah, and, damn and it. And it's weird. It's, it's like, it's, like, it almost seems like now they get too old to be having games like this. I mean, I know Tatum's like 26, but like, they've been together for like four years now. So it's like, y'all done this enough where. Right. Yeah, at some point, they should, they should be, they, they, they've got to become the mature Celtics. And, they, and, and I think they are right on the cusp of doing that. A coaching right. change. A coaching change in the offseason might might be, you know, that might not, excuse me, might not help with that. Right. No, they, they, they already, oh, yeah, they were coming to you talking about this past year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the eight years, and they already signed Joe Missoula as a full-time coach. And Yudoka is now the coach. I don't think we ever discussed it, but Yudoka is now the new head coach for the OKC, Rockets. I mean, the Houston Rockets. Yeah, um, he had a conversation my... with James Harden. Okay. And uh, so he should probably do be careful. Hopefully that works out. Right. Yeah. We'll see. All right, Nick. We're ready to wrap to this thing clear, up. What do I, let's James make some Harden predictions. Yeah. Nope. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's make some predictions here then. Uh, Philly, Boston, game one right now. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to give you the winner before we wrap this up, but it's a good game. It'll be a good series. Who wins this series? And then let's get to the Lakers, and we're going to wrap up with the Lakers and Warriors as far as who's going to win. Uh, the series before game one goes gets underway. I mean, well, and, yeah, I and quickly I, things. I, I'm going off. I tell you this: if Philly finds a way to steal this game and then and then get Joel and B back um, in game two and for the remainder of the series, it could get very interesting. Because before now, I definitely would have told you Boston. It could I'm be very going, interesting if Philly finds a way to steal this one. Yeah, I, I'm actually going with Philly. I think I think MB comes back and. Uh, this is his MVP hero story. He gets he gets Philly to the finals. Right. I think I'm gonna still lean Boston. I think I'm gonna still take Boston, but I I can see that happening. Damn. I'm about to say, uh, damn, I, when, I, I, when I picked that bad, it was like a five second moment of silence, like shit. Well, I was I was looking I was looking at the scuffle. Uh, Embiid is off the bench and he's over there chatting with Marcus Smart and they're having some words and uh, I'm just kind of looking at what they got going on right there. But uh, yeah, man, I'm taking the Celtics. I mean, come on, I picked them to go to the finals, and I think with Giannis being out of the playoffs with an early exit, I think this is the best route for them. I'm not saying Philly can't compete; they're definitely compete competing tonight. But like you guys said, man, the Celtics will lay an egg like this sometimes. That's the one thing I don't trust and can't trust about them. Um, but I still think that they can get to the finals here. I think they can beat Philly in six, especially if MB is going to miss another game. I do think we're getting cheated. My, my only question would be, are the Sixers better against the Celtics, though, without MB? Um, not saying that they're a better team without him. We know that's not true. But sometimes... When the big band goes off the floor and you can play small ball and you get more spacing and then, you know, if you can get good ball movement, man, the Celtics have never been big. And that's the one red, that's the one red flag I have for them. And I think it, it bites them in the ass when it matters the most. And that's why they're not champions. Their bigs are not really bigs in my book. And they're not that good either on either end of the floor. Sometimes they can rebound. Sometimes they can block shots, but just not enough. So it's pretty much that backcourt and how they play. I'm still going to take the Celtics because I I got them in the Lakers in the finals. But I definitely um, 
can see Philly winning this series. And um, we'll see. I had this thing last year about the Warriors and, and the Sixers because of the whole Philadelphia Warriors and the whole Philadelphia thing. With, it was some Gematria stuff with Bob Saget's death and him being from Philly, but Full House was in San Francisco. I thought it was going to be Warriors and Sixers last year. Maybe that happens this year. Maybe I was just a year too soon with that. I don't know. Um, I definitely got the two black quarterbacks right in the Super Bowl. It just wasn't the, the it just wasn't quite the, uh, the, the it wasn't the Cowboys, but it was a black quarterback against uh, another black quarterback. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that the Celtics win that series in six. Uh, but yeah, we'll 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 see. Lakers and Warriors. Game one yeah, is I'm when tomorrow. I mean, on a is it, is it Tuesday? Okay, on a Tuesday. Uh, I guess I should say today for the for the listeners who are just hearing us on a Tuesday morning. Yeah. We appreciate it. What y'all take on that? Uh, and then we'll quickly say Phoenix or Denver. Uh, Lakers game one, Lakers series. I think the, the Lakers size uh, becomes an issue. Once again, I dis- I disagree with that. I'm going Warriors. I hope you're right. Uh, I'm, I'm going Warriors and six, and I'm going that because uh, I saw the trouble that the Lakers had with the Grizzlies guards and disjointed as things were on that end. Uh, if they got to deal with the Flash Brothers, and, and hopefully, and, you know, ideally Clay would, of course, have to step it up. He, he wasn't quite himself um, the later part of this last series, and so if he can kind of get things rolling, um, and obviously the way Steph is, Steph is playing, uh, Lakers going to run into a lot of problems there. Well, I'm going Warriors. The Warriors is who I trust, no doubt about it. I trust the Warriors. I do, I do, I do. But man, you know, sometimes you know, little brother gets to talking the noise, and little brother, you know, thinks that he's better than big brother. Sometimes he's starting to show him up. He's got just as many chips, you know. Hey, I've got an MVP here. I got these rings. I'm making these commercials. Steph may start to think, hey, 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 bro, hey, Bron, I got you, man. I'm about to surpass you. I'm, don't look back. I'm about to pass you by. And then there's a point where Big Brother has to say, man, hold on, man. And just, you know, maybe put him down and pull his shirt over his head and, you know, just play around with him in the backyard and spank him up a few times. This is LeBron's chance. Big Brother, Little Brother, who's going to take it? We get to see it yet again. Just different teams. He's a Laker now. Hey, man, I'm rolling with the Lake Show. I got them in the finals. I have to pick them. Do I believe they can win? Do I believe they're a better team? Yes and no. I think they can win. Do I think they're really the better team? Nah. But, man, the Warriors are probably so gassed with all the the, the seven-game series that they had with the Kings and all the minutes that they're having to play right now. Steph does not get that long break on the bench as much as he used to get because he can't afford to, especially when Poole. Because Poole is garbage. Well, yeah, and as soon as you say that, that's when he finally does something, but it's just not consistent. But, yeah, you're right. Poole is the reason why he can't get the minutes of rest that he needs to get. With that being said, man, don't underestimate the Lakers bench. It's the reason why they have advanced to the second round. Give me the Lake Show and LeBron James. I'm going to take the Lakers, and I'm going to take them in a the Warriors. For the first time ever since they've been a dynasty or whatever you want to call them, I think for the first time they play back-to-back seven-game series. And this time they may not be as lucky. LeBron knows how to go in, go into the Warriors arena and beat them in a game seven. I predict he does it again. And they move on to play the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. 
and it's the bubble all over again. Mm, but we got that prediction from you as well, huh? I, I thought I'd give you a quick twofer, two for one. There you go. Ain't got no problem with three. Uh, that being said, damn, y'all just not going to ride with me tonight, I see, because I'm going with the Phoenix Suns to beat the Nuggets. Of I'm course you the are. Nuggets won game one, and they won by a decent margin. That's cool and everything. But this comes down to me that one team has Kevin Durant and the other one doesn't. Um, I think we'll get a couple of those Kevin Durant signature games. Maybe not quite a signature game. We might not, we might not get a, a 50 feet in the way that we just got from Steph, but we may get a 40 and a couple of high 30s. You know, you may see a, a 43 and a, and a 38 and a 37, you know, in a couple of back-to-back games just to kind of remind people, like, hey, I'm I'm still Kevin Durant. Um, and then I think it sets us up for a uh, Kevin Durant versus Steph Curry Western Conference Finals. Uh, hey, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I think, uh, I think things win this series. Not damn time, All the time, Nick and I have agreed all night. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, we be on the same page too, so I don't understand. Because, I, because, I, because I, I, I do believe that um, we'll get a you know a Kevin Durant versus Steph uh, conference finals. And listen, if listen, if, if goddamn it, if Steph Curry has to go to LeBron and then KD and win a championship, Jesus. <laughs> now, now, damn it, hey, y'all can say what y'all want to say about Kobe, LeBron, and whoever else. That boy is up there. High. Mm-hmm. Real high. Mm-hmm. I might, I might move this up a year. Imagine the Bucks actually had made it. And then, so then he had to see, see KD. I mean, so to see LeBron, KD, and Giannis. Yeah, and listen, I mean, and even if he has to beat that Celtics team again, good grief, to have to go through, you know, LeBron and then KD and then uh, and, and, and Tatum again, and Tatum and Brown again. Like, I don't think, you know, Tatum is on the level of, of KD or LeBron even now, but damn the combination of Tatum and Brown. Yeah, that 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 is one hell of a resume on the way to a championship. So you guys both have yeah, Warriors Warriors sons in the conference finals, correct? That definitely sounds like what everybody. I pick the Lakers. I, I just think the Lakers size is going to be a problem. Oh, okay, okay. So you've got Lakers and Suns in the conference. My heart finals. is rolling with my heart is rolling with Golden State. My head is telling me the Lakers. Yeah. Well, the same for me. Well, I wouldn't even put my heart in it at all. But yeah, I, I, my, right, my right. gut, my gut tells me that the Warriors are winning this thing. Not to quote, uh, not to quote Robert. I don't want to ever quote Robert. Right, Everybody. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I think my gut, I think my gut says that the uh, that the Warriors will win, but but I don't think that the I don't I don't know if they'll win. So. Part of me says Lakers because I have to keep riding with them. I've said they're gonna go, but the good my gut tells me the Warriors are gonna probably still win the whole damn thing. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I am picking the boring series. I, I I can tell because the Lakers and Nuggets probably is not what people will pay for versus the Suns and Warriors. But hey, I, hey, the Suns and Warriors does sound like something that the NBA would do, and it seems like with these injuries or fake injuries, that is exactly what they're probably trying to do. Again, I don't think the Suns get out of round one. So it definitely makes sense that they go all the way. But I don't think that would be real. I think that would be the scripted part. Those three guys are good together, but they have to play way too many minutes. Eventually, they're going to get gassed. They're going to be exhausted. And, you know, Booker is the only one who can still say, all right, I got it. One-on-one, since you're so worried about KD, you're not worried about me. Take this 40-piece again. And it'll happen, but will it be enough? Because I'm going to tell you, for another episode and another debate on another day, we'll have to talk about Jokic 
and maybe we'll maybe me and Nick will go at it because he's a big Luca fan, Luca Doncic. I want to debate who's better between Luca and Jokic. I know they're different positions, but who cares? Who's more entertaining? Man, I told y'all before, I gave Luca his props, but it's still something about him that just isn't really working for me. But damn it, that Jokic, man, that's a bad dude. I mean, that's a bad boy. I love watching him way more than Luca. I'm sorry. That's just me. But um, And I think that that is what could hurt the Suns if they just let them play ball. I don't think they can beat the Nuggets. But again, I don't think they always let them play ball. So maybe you guys will get what you want. Uh, Nick, Suns, and Warriors maybe. But nah. I think, man, y'all are really, 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 really disrespecting the Denver Nuggets. KD versus LeBron? Yeah, but I don't have the Suns winning this series. I mean, they definitely probably will because it sounds good in its ratings. But damn it, I don't think they're better than them. Murray... That boy. You know what I'm saying? If you're talking about what the, what the NBA would like to see, they, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have a problem seeing Katie versus LeBron either. That's, that's going to draw eyes. Yeah, but the Suns in war. Yeah, you're right. It, it definitely could. It definitely could. I wonder how that would go. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but <sighs> Denver and Golden State are probably the better teams. But I don't think it'll be Denver and Golden State. It just doesn't sound like ratings. But anyway. Uh, that's not a here nor there. Uh, that, so, Nick, did you give your you? Oh, yeah, you did. You said Suns and Warriors, and Terrence said Lakers and um, La- yeah, you said Lakers, Lakers and Suns. So, yeah. either way it go, y'all got the Suns in there. I know Vegas has them going to the finals. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. It, it, it should be interesting, I guess. But that's all I got, man. Um, we, we, we'll see how it goes. Good games. We've got New York Knicks and uh, the uh, Miami Heat game two, I think, coming up in a day or two. Or, uh, yeah, on Tuesday also. Uh, Nick, I mean, Terrence, your Knicks uh, look good to start off game one. But, man, Jimmy, once again, Jimmy Buckets was just like, man, I'm not losing this game. Uh, playoff Jimmy is um, – I just think he needs to get talked about more. We talked so much about LeBron. We talked so much about – Ja, we talk so much about Steph. Jimmy just doesn't get enough love. All he does is go out and play ball. I mean, ball the fuck out. And nobody still just doesn't want to talk about it enough. I don't know why. Maybe we'll do that debate on another day on why he gets um, underrated or so. I wouldn't say disrespected, but just he's not in the damn media as much as he should be when you're doing this. He does it at the time that we need it the most, where it matters the most, the postseason. And we just... Overshadow that with all the regular season crap that we get from the regular season guys like the Hartons and the Giannis's. And I'll, I'm not saying Giannis is not a playoff guy. He does have a chip. But um, he was pretty bad this postseason. And, uh, yeah, so it's just – well, I'm not going to say he was bad. He was bad when it mattered the most down the stretch. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, damn, you got me thinking LeBron and KD now. I ain't going to lie. But, uh, yeah, I, I still got to roll with the Nuggets. Jokic, Murray, all these other guys that I don't even know comes off the bench, and they shoot the peel off of it, too. I don't know what the three-point field goal percentage is, but, damn it, it got to be over 40%. These dudes are bad, man. They play team ball. Overall, they probably really are the best team in the league. But I don't think nobody really suspects them to win the championship, though. And I don't think that's because – it's real. 
I think it's because they, they're just not going to be scripted to win the championship. But, man, I see why they're number one. I was impressed. They're really good. They're really good. I'm done. That's it. That's it for me. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We skipped the series. We skipped the series? Really? Well, I just, I just said the Knicks in the, in the heat. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got, yeah, I got my, uh, I got my knees. All right, well, so what are y'all going to win in, in six? Or are you going to just come back and just win four straight? Win in five? Uh, or? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with seven, actually. Okay, okay. And what if Jimmy Butler can't play game two? Does that affect uh, the heat? Or are you going to run away from him if he can't come back? Um, or Nick doesn't seem to think he's going to even miss a game, but – if he plays or doesn't play, he's not going to be 100%. So, uh. Yeah, well, whether he plays or not, listen, uh, I know there's a lot of notion out there that says, hey, LeBron never played with a Hall of Fame coach. That's a damn lie. Spolster that is a damn lie. You cannot, you cannot count Miami out because Spolster is damn good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, is the old, he has his team prepared no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Butler or not, I, I mean, I'm going to take the Knicks in game two just because they have to win that game. Uh, but I, I'm not going to be a fool to be surprised if Miami beats them. And, that, and that's all because of Spolster. That man is a big-time coach, big-game coach, big scenario. Whatever the scenario is, Spolster is is, is, is is going to have his team ready. It's yeah, no doubt. No doubt. He did say that he wanted to get in the playoffs. He wanted to get in. He liked the matchup against Miami. I mean, against Milwaukee. And he was just, he just, I remember him saying it when they won the play in. He was like, we wanted this moment. We wanted to get in. We felt good about it. He didn't, he didn't say anything about Milwaukee. He just said we felt good about it. And everybody was like, all right, well, you're in. Good luck. Nobody really took them serious. And here they are. In the semifinal round. You got to respect Miami. You got to respect Spolster. So anytime I hear people say that he didn't play with a Hall of Fame coach, it's a damn lie. I like Spolster. I do. I like him. And he's one of the better coaches coming out of a timeout that I've seen outside of Kerr. That boy can call some plays after a timeout, man. I promise you. His his score percentage got to be like 75% coming out of timeout. Man, what? For real. I don't know if anybody notices that or not. The shots they they missed, they were still wide-ass open. Right. Hey, how good would the Miami Heat be? And I know we've got to go. We've, we've reached the 90-minute mark already. How how good would they be if Harrow didn't get hurt? Or are they actually a little better without him? I'm not sure. But remember, he went down early in round one, and they're still playing. Tyler Harrow, yeah. Yeah, Tyler Harrow, yeah. And Rain to be seen. He, I mean, he's out for the whole playoffs, but and that sucks, you know, but um, Rain yeah. to be seen. Yeah. And Bam has been playing better ball. He's, he's doing I'm, – I'm telling you. This is starting to like the bubble again when I look at the Lakers, the Heat, and the Nuggets. Those three teams are taking me back to the 2020 bubble. And I wouldn't be surprised if all three of them are still playing in the conference finals. Um, but anyway, it's neither here nor there. Uh, good luck, T. Your Knicks are playing basketball still in the month of May. Congratulations, man. You're having a hell of a week. Uh, seriously, Baltimore Ravens signed, re-signed Lamar Jackson. Your Knicks are still playing in the playoffs. You won a first-round series. I mean, yeah, it's up with you right now, man. It's Everything is up. And you got a birthday coming up to celebrate if they – Yeah, I got a birthday coming up. And, you know, if I can get one of these doggone fan duel bets, I'll be okay. 
I know, man. That's right. Speaking That's right. That, hey, let's hey, hey, let's let's couple up for Jarvis, guys. I, I know that you know Jarvis don't want his business out there, but let's just say Fanduel has been kind to him. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And uh, look, I'm, I'm, I am, you know, I'm a little upset with myself because something was telling me we hadn't been sharing our bets lately. We hadn't been sharing our bets lately. Go ahead and put it out there. But I was like. Damn it, nah, screw it. Every time I do it, we all lose. And I was about to say, had I played your bet, you probably would have lost, man. So don't I'd be the same way. Yeah, yeah. So, Nick, I saw that. There was times where you hadn't sit and you won, and I'm like, hey, man, you know what? It is, it is to each his own. But uh, I'm still waiting. You know, it takes a good 48 hours for it to come through. But when it does, man, you know, yeah, y'all will uh, still be. One of them going to take a little longer than 48 hours. One of them going to take you like a week. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You win a certain amount, man. It's going to take like a week. Yeah, you know what? It did say two to five days. But uh, I was just waiting on it to come on through. But uh, either way it go, you, you guys will still be happy that your podcast with me. You know, it'll be all right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Man, I'm just glad to be, be be close to you. That's right. There you go. There you go. Because I, like, like, I, like, I don't want to not tell people because like, I want everybody to win with me. But it's like if I tell them, then I'm not going to win. I know. that That's what it is, though. It seems to be the thing. So we'll just keep it amongst ourselves and whoever wins. Hey, depending on how big you win, we help each other out. And I did win. Absolutely. I did win pretty good. This is a hot hand right here. On, this is, I'm going to start calling this the Saturday Night Hot Hand. Because, I mean, <laughs> yeah, for the past two Saturdays, I've definitely hit. You know, Tank, Tank helped me out with that knockout last week. And, man, the L.A. Dodgers, that's who did it for me. The L.A. Dodgers, ladies and gentlemen, was up one to nothing early in the first inning. And it stayed one nothing the entire game. I'm like, man, watch how the St. Louis Cardinals hit a, a two-run homer and win this thing in the ninth. But, hey, that old Clayton Kershaw saves the day I'm again. I'm say Kershaw, man. That's yeah. my rule. If the, if the ace is pitching, I take the score under. There you go. That's right. Yep. And it was definitely hey, guys, under. We may, we may have been out of to get overtime in, in, uh, in Boston. I'm hoping the no, thing ends been. before we finish, man. I'm hoping it ends so we can say who won and quickly just say why. Philly is up 117, 115 with 8.4 8. seconds to go. And Harden, Harden has Harden the ball. Uh, three to take the lead. Oh, he did. He, 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 got, he got 45. Damn it, you're ahead of me. Oh. Yep, he did knock it down. Yep. Well, it's time for Tatum or the, the, the Jalen Brown show. Let's see. I guess we're just going to I guess we're just gonna go ahead and give the audience the last few minutes of this game. Well, you know how NBA is. The uh, 20, 15 yeah, seconds. Fifteen seconds could be another five minutes. The last, the last, the last eight point five seconds will be fifteen minutes. There you go, eight point five. Right. Yep, one seventeen, one fifteen. We, we're going to see if we can hold, hang around in and see how this is going to end, and we can briefly talk. But guys, even if Boston wins, is this a problem for the Celtics? My Celtics of the East that they can't win a game without Embiid, or even if they do get the win, they barely are going to get it. Does this? It, do you all sense some 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 problems by the time this thing get to Philly? Or the Celtics in trouble? All this says to me is that James Harden is still a bad dude. It looks it's looking like it, isn't it? And I think he's hearing us, and he's he like, can do it. "You don't want to put you don't want to put me in your top ten or your top fifteen, huh? Or your top twenty, huh? And he shot a three every time we didn't mention his name. So it seems. But I mean, we know he has to get a. What if James Harden got a chip right now this year? Does that change where you put him at in your wherever you have him at all time? No. Considering how well he had to play for that to happen, absolutely. He definitely shoots up the list from wherever. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd have to think through it. He may be in my top 50, I guess, right now. Um, 
So, you know, maybe he jumps into a top 30-ish conversation. I don't know. Can I one look at it a little more critically, but can one championship get him to surpass your boy Wade? No. Okay. <laughs> I had to try it. I had to give it a shot. I had to give it a shot. Terrence, what do you think? No, I don't, I don't think so. Wade is our, Wade already got his one championship, uh, even you know before LeBron got there. So. But but if he wins, where do you put him? Like where is he at in your all time top? Uh, whatever, twenty five. Yeah, that would take a deeper look. I don't. I don't want to. Um, like, I'm not gonna move him above anybody like Charles Barkley, who didn't get a championship just because he got one. Uh, and that game is over. And Philly won it. I appreciate that, man. Oh wow. Oh wow. 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 And that's the upset of. The, There's the egg. Uh, Second round so far. My Celtics lay a damn egg against Philadelphia at home without Embiid. Oh wee, oh okay. wee, oh wee. But you guys know I told y'all before, looking looking forward to this series that I thought Philly would be an issue for. Him. I thought it would be an issue because of Embiid. But if Harden is going to play like that, man, which I don't, you're not going to get 45 out of Harden every game. No. But all you needed, all you needed was one game. Now if you get Embiid back, now you got a problem. And now, now you can say. Now you can go back to 22-12 and 12 hard. Yeah, and game two in Boston becomes a real big deal because if Embiid is really going to come out of that tunnel, uh, Boston is officially in trouble. Boston needs a win. That, that, that becomes a must-win for them real fast. I'm liking what I'm seeing with Philly, and I got to admit, Tobias Harris, a guy that I've always thought was a bit overrated, he's been looking pretty good here lately. Um, damn, does this mean Doc Rivers actually outcoached the other coach? I mean, this is a good game. <laughs> this is a good game. Doc is gonna kick my ass one day, but uh, this is a good. This was a one good. Day, this was a good game. Doc is about that life. Doc is about that life. I heard. Yep, I heard. Uh, Doc, man, look, I don't mean any harm. It's just, hey, man, you've won one NBA championship with a team that I thought I could have coached and won an NBA championship with uh, in, in 2008. That's just. That's just all I'm saying. And, you know, like he had some pretty good teams, I thought, with the Clippers, with the uh, – yeah, well, not all of that was the Clippers. But he just – it's just something missing there with him, and he seems so vanilla. And um, I don't really know what his scheme is. Is it in and out? You know, you're boxing one guy. You, 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 are you aggressive on defense? Do you like to storm and trap people? I mean, I just don't know what he's good at. He's just – but he's a leader amongst men, I'm sure. He definitely can coach you up, uh, maybe individually, but it just, I don't know. But they won game one without Embiid. That says a lot. And uh, there was a lot of high praise for the Boston Celtics' new head coach. A lot of people saying that, yes, they like him. They like him. He was probably going to get you Doka's job anyway eventually. But, man, he definitely had to get our coach here. Now, again, it took Harden's 45 to get this win, and we won't get that every night. But, damn it. Damn it. Um, this was impressive, man. I don't know what to say, but we, we at least we, we got the end of it. 20 and 12 out of them. Yeah, we, well, we got the end. Your thoughts real quick before we get out of here. Uh, and, and, and hey, it's Embiid or no Embiid, who's going to win game two? I think Celtics bounce back. I, I, I don't see them letting themselves get out of Boston in an 0-2 hole, um, particularly with, with the prospect of Joel and David, you know, potentially getting healthier. As the series goes along, I, I, don't, I don't see them getting, letting themselves get in that hole. Yeah. Terrence? Yeah, I'll roll with Boston, but I wouldn't be, wouldn't be surprised if it's a close game. But I will roll with Boston. Yeah, I'll roll with the Celtics, too. I think it's pretty simple for me. You just you just got to take out 
you've got to take out uh, Harden. Then you've got to make Maxi and all these other guys, if Embiid is out again, you have to make these other guys make plays. And, you know, I would actually like my chances with that if I can take Harden away, trap him, start swarming him, make him get rid of the ball and put, you know, somebody else has to be a playmaker in game two. And I would like the Celtics' chances if you're telling me Harden is not going to score 45 and he probably only gives you about a good 25, 28, 7, and 6. But, hey, we will see. We will see. This has been good. It's been a good show. and um, But we've got to get out of here. And uh, it's been good. The Sixers win game one in Boston. Wow. Uh, interesting. Very interesting. Lakers, Warriors. Who else we got tonight? Oh, Suns Nuggets. That's coming next, right? Suns Nuggets. Let's on very soon. All right. We're about to check that one out. We'll talk about everything that happens from here on out from here when we get back next week. I think everybody will still be in the second round by next week. So, yeah, we'll get back to it and see where we stand with the Lakers and Warriors by then. This is going to be good. I hope. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be pretty good. Denver and Phoenix, that's a lot of offense. So, we'll see. But that's all I've got. If there's nothing else, guys, we about to we going to make it and we going to get on up out of here. All right. Y'all peace out, guys. That's it. Till next time. Y'all be easy. Yeah. For sure. For sure.